You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown Podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Okay, you guys, today's episode is nice, easy listening. Not too deep, not too stressful, nothing crazy, but I had the sweetest guest on. I got to talk to Joey Williams right after her win at the Ellensburg Rodeo in Ellensburg, Washington. Now, Joey dominated Ellensburg. Okay, guys, she was 2.1 in the first round, split the win, 2.4 in the second round, split second, 2.7 in the finals to win second, and blew away the aggregate with time of 7.2 seconds on three head. She won just over $7,400 at that rodeo, and she has been on a heater the last couple weeks. She's been inching her way up the world standings, and she's currently sitting number seven with just over $55,000 won. Now, Joey has been to the NFBR. She knows what it takes. She even had the fastest time of the NFBR last year with a 1.7 second run. But this year, she's not coming in at the bottom of the pack. She's looking pretty good in the standings. I think you guys are going to love me talking to this Montana cowgirl. I think you're going to love the way that she describes being a mother and balancing her breakaway career with that. And I'm not going to lie, the barrel racer in me loved talking about her horse's bloodlines. And it's such a cool story on her horse. So I know you guys are tired of hearing me talk. And I'm going to tell you more about the sponsor of this episode, Fastback Ropes at the commercial break. Um, so you guys can learn about some of their ropes and products. But for now, I will hush and let Joey take it away. Joey Williams, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Um, we're just hanging out here in Ellensburg this morning, trying to decide which way we're we're actually waiting for our Puyallup callback. So we not we're not really sure where we're headed yet. So awesome. So do you have anything else you had planned on going to this week, or were you pretty sure Puyallup was in the cards? You know, I thought I was probably okay for Piala, but I think winning Ellensburg definitely helped. I was hoping to actually stay home this weekend, and we had quite a few circuit rodeos, and I was actually entered in the Kildeer rodeos as well. And I found out early last week that Baker, Montana was not actually a playoff series rodeo, so I kept waiting for those points to come in, and they never did. So last minute, I decided I better head out here to Walla Walla and Ellensburg to make sure that I could get into the playoff series. So that's kind of how that went. So I ended up turning out of a bunch of circuit rodeos, which was fine. It all worked out in the end, and I'm happy with my choice. But So I'm really glad that it went well. Yeah, I feel like, so for those of you at home that don't know this, I usually text the girls that are, like, winning bigger rodeos or when they win bigger rodeos. I'm like, hey, can you guys send me your runs so we can put them on social media? I feel like for the last couple weeks I've been texting Joey every other day. (laughs) (laughs) So you have just been on a hot streak the last few weeks. I mean, yeah, it's been fun, honestly. I was going in, let's say, a couple weeks ago. I was kind of in that spot where I knew I really needed to turn it up or I was going to just be fighting for that 15th hole again like I was last year. And so I guess, I don't know, maybe a little more determination. I know everybody wants to win, but I'm just very thankful that the last couple weeks have went how they did because if they hadn't, I would be in the same position I was last year, and that was super stressful. For sure. You've just been, like 
moving steadily up those standings. So do you feel like you changed up anything in your practice or your mental game, or was it just that grit of, I'm not going in 15th? You know, I haven't even been getting to practice much the last bit because, you know, we're out here on the road, and I have been home. In August, I was home some, and I did get to practice a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, not enough to really change your game plan midsummer. So I guess just, like I said, I know everybody wants to win, and we're all out here battling for the same thing. So I don't know. I don't know what it was, but, you know, sometimes you just get on a roll and, I guess I'll just ride this one, and, you know, it will end at some point. It always does, and then it's just battling back out again. That's just kind of the roller coaster we're on. So let's talk about Ellensburg, because you, I think you only had to be, what, four-something in the short go. You came out with that 2-7. You were rock solid the entire rodeo. It was a really fun performance to watch. So just talk me through those rounds, the cattle, kind of everything that was going on. Okay, well, so I'll just disclaimer, I've never been extremely confident in average setups. I've always thought of myself as more of a one-header type of a roper, and so I guess I knew my first calf there was strong, and so I just took a pretty aggressive start at the barrier because I knew I wanted to go after round money as well as the average, and it worked in my favor, and basically the same in the second round. I knew when I seen my draw, it was another strong calf, and... I knew if I was late on him, I was going to be lucky to be a three or a four on him down the arena. So I just took a cut at the barrier, and it worked out both times. And so that was nice going into the short round. I had a little bit of a lead, and I fully expected Danielle to go out there and, you know, get it on one. And she had a little bit of bad luck and kind of opened the door up for me. And that's almost more pressure. I was really hoping she would go just have a great run, and then that would mean I would have to do the same. And it all worked out, I guess, but I was a little nervous when I think the third and second call didn't have any luck because then, you know, it's kind of like, okay, see so your start, go rope your calf, and almost too easy at that point, and so that's when the pressure gets a little higher, and I guess it worked out for me this time, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it because I'm sure the next time it won't, so. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, that is always, like, People think it's so easy when it kind of opens up like that at the end. And I think sometimes it makes it harder because you're like, okay, now I just have to be a four. Okay, wait, I, I have to be four? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> Yes, yeah, it is, it is kind of some added pressure when you know is all you have to do is see your start and go rope your calf. And I drew a good calf in the short round. And so I knew I could see a fairly safe start on him, and then he actually went a little harder than I thought. And I don't know, I was, I don't, I don't think I was much off the barrier, but maybe just enough that he was a little stronger than I was expecting him to be. So I did reach a little bit, but I mean, looking back, I could have taken another swing or two and rode up in the middle of one. But sometimes stuff goes haywire when you do that too. So I was, I just took the shot that I normally do, and it worked out. So. And I love in the video that your mom almost lost you and then kind of dropped the camera and she was freaking out. Like, what was, was her reaction better than yours almost? Probably, yeah. She is so funny. Um, she hasn't got to go with me this summer. This is the first week that she's been with me. And so that's been a lot of fun to have her out here. She's definitely my number one supporter. Well, I have a lot of supporters. I shouldn't say number one, but she's right up there. So it's pretty fun to see their excitement. So I mean, that's that's what makes a lot of this fun, so... So did you say that you have all the kids with you out there and your mom? So right now, my oldest is uh, in first grade, and he started school last week. So he's at home with my husband, and I have my four-year-old and my one-year-old out here with me. 
and my mom. And actually, I'm going to run my mom to Seattle tomorrow, and she's going to fly home, and my husband and my oldest are going to come out through Puyallup and Pendleton. So that will be really fun to have the rest of them out here. How do you kind of balance that mom life and professional athlete life? Because I know that that's not always the easiest thing, and you probably really miss your kids when you don't get to have them with you. Yes, I mean, that's the hardest part for me. I literally wake up every day and wonder if I'm making the right choices, you know, having to sacrifice time with my kids here and there, and it is a difficult decision, and I guess I just try to do the best I can to bring them along when I can, and I try not to enter super crazy so that I do get to go home at least once a week. I mean, this week's a little different because we're way out here in the Northwest, but most of the summer I could go home once a week for two or three days, and I might put on a little extra miles driving home, but other girls are putting on those same miles going to extra rodeos, I guess, so it's all kind of a wash, but I just try to keep it balanced so I can keep everybody happy, but it's not an easy task. Uh, my my cousin is uh, Riley Rotier, who's Jessica Rotier's husband, and so she's always been kind of my motivation. Every time I strap a kid in the car seat, I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> I've watched Jess do it for years, so I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how Jessica does it. She is, like, the ultimate barrel racing mom. Oh, man, yeah, she's busy, that's for sure. We all are, I guess, but that's kind of where I come up with that because it's not easy to be on the road with kids. And they, I mean, they adapt, they're adaptable, but, you know, they would, the, the truth is they would rather be home, so then you feel even extra guilty about it dragging them along. But, you know, they enjoy it, too. They have fun. And, I mean, we'll just, it's just kind of one day at a time right now in my life, so, <laughs> like, no guarantees on what next year will bring or anything like that. Literally just one day at a time. Let's talk about Miss Baby because I think (laughs) it's just such a cool story and I know she's such a special horse to you and she is also part of the family. So we cannot leave her out. No, she is. She is probably the number one reason why I'm out here. I mean, people probably don't think about it so much as like a breakaway horse versus a barrel horse, but they are... I mean, she is the reason I'm here. She does her job every single time. and I just, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful to have a horse like her in the trailer. She makes it my job fun and easy, and I just, yeah, she's she's been incredible for me the last couple years. Yep, I know that Julie Mankin did that awesome write-up on you guys that's on the Breakaway Roping Journal's website, and she really in detail goes into Baby's story and her bloodlines and the connection with your husband's family and your family. So can you just brief us because she has some very unique breeding for a breakaway horse. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people think of most rope horses are kind of cutting or reining bloodlines. And she, um, so my father-in-law has raised horses for his whole life. And he used to have a stud named Frenchman's Bullet, who was by Frenchman's Guy. And uh, that is her sire. And her mom goes back to Chicks Padueno and Cassidy Casanova. So she's got a lot of run. And I think for the rodeo world, it's really important to have, you know, you're kind of teetering on that balance of almost being too hot versus having enough run. Because when you get out here at these rodeos, it's important to have one that can get you there fast. And, you know, I think the show world is a little different. The fraternity world, you kind of, you know, they look a little fancier when they're cutter, rainer, sliding, stuff like that. But... When you're out here, I think run is almost one of the most important things. And so that's kind of how she's bred. And uh, we've had some siblings, full siblings to her that have been great, too. In fact, my husband's main horse in high school and college was a full sister to her. And then she has an older sister that Clay Tryon owns now. 
named J-Lo, and he used her, I think, in a few, he, she helped him qualify for the NFR last year anyways. Obviously, he switches horses a lot, but she's been one of his main ones for the last year or so. And then, yeah, so we, we've had some others out of that same cross, but those are probably the three that stick out the most. And we've been breeding babies, so that's exciting. So we have three colts on the ground out of her, so we're really excited to see what that brings, but... It's kind of my husband. He's been, he didn't rodeo this summer. He's been staying home and trying to get some hay put up and ride some young horses. So he's been able to start uh, a couple of hers this summer. So we're pretty excited about that. Awesome. And how old are her oldest babies? Uh, her oldest is three. We have a two-year-old and a yearling and one on the way. Awesome. I just think that's so cool. So I actually used to ride a barrel horse that was out of a Frenchman's Bullet da- daughter. So um, oh, really? when I saw her papers, I was like, oh, that's so crazy. And he was, but he was a streak of fling on top and was a 16 hand, big old thing. Yeah, no, we have, I mean, and, but we had a lot of Frenchman's bullets for a lot of years and that's kind of, um, Taylor's whole family rodeos. So that's kind of what everyone's been mounted on. And now we're kind of crossing those bullet daughters back on a smoking sunrise or his name is smoking sunrise. He's a son of smoking sparks. And that's kind of what we've been. Taylor and I have been doing now, and so we're kind of excited to see what that cross brings, so we're kind of just all, I mean, that's how the breeding game goes, you're always moving forward, because, you know, they they don't last forever, you gotta move on at some point, and we were not fortunate enough to have frozen semen on Frenchman's bullets, and I think now we all wish we did, (laughs) so, (laughs) he passed, he passed at a pretty young age, so that was unfortunate, but we do have some, lots of good daughters out of him, so we can kind of bring his bloodlines forward that way. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Fastback Ropes. Fastback Ropes was created in 1995 with a single mission in mind, to build the best rope on the market. That will always be their number one goal, according to Fastback Ropes. They believe it's important to focus on building the best product possible and treat customers with the respect that they deserve. Now, besides being a great company, they feature two ropes that I think you breakaway ropers are gonna like. The first is the Edge, a four-strand calf rope It's made of texturized poly. It's a tough and durable rope that stands up in all conditions and outlasts the competition. The other rope that they've come up with is exclusively for breakaway ropers, unlike the Edge, which was offered to calf ropers previously. It's called the Athena. And besides being pink and having a purple dyed core, which is awesome, the poly core provides enhanced tip weight and durability. It's a tough and durable rope that stands up in all conditions and gives a snappy finish and close. Make sure to check out fastbackropes.com for more information and to get your ropes. Have you ever faced any challenges with her being a little bit more, let's say, race-bred than cow-bred? Have you done anything different in her training or to keep her solid? Um, not, not typically her. She's been pretty easy from day one. You know, I think every horse needs maintenance, even the good ones, and she does, you know. Um, going back and forth on these setups, like if I know I have a slower calf, you know, I probably just get her attention a little bit while I'm warming up, make sure she's in my hand or, you know, sometimes she might need woke up a little bit. It just depends on the setup and she, she is pretty, she's pretty easy, but you know, with crossing on all these more race type bloodlines, we do have, I mean, sometimes it is a little more work to get the finished product, but sometimes I think that you end up with a better one. They're, they're kind of the tougher ones to crack, but then once you crack them, they're usually really good. And so we definitely do run into some of that, but um, just kind of our program, I guess. Between last year when you kind of came in around the bottom and this year having 
such a great season, especially at the end of the year for that push. Do you feel like you've grown as a roper in the last year, or do you feel like things are just going better this year? You know, I think that I had kind of, I'm not going to say the word retired, but after college, I didn't breakaway rope a lot. I just team roped for quite a while, and so when these pro rodeos started adding breakaway, when was that? Probably 2019, I kind of started cracking back out again, and I, I was riding her at that point then, and I mean, I do. I watch videos back from that first year that I had entered some pro rodeos, and I do think that I've changed as a roper. I mean, not a whole lot, but definitely you you learn and get better as you go, and there's just all these different setups that you're thrown at. And it is, I mean, it's very beneficial. Like, for me to have a horse that scores as good as baby, that is definitely huge when you're out here because you're just from one, one setup to the next, and every day is going to be a different challenge. But, yeah, I do think... I mean, when you're 31, I don't think you can change yourself a lot. <laughs> I kind of am what I am, but I do think that I've gotten, I've definitely improved over the last handful of years, I would say. And maybe that's just confidence or mentally, I'm not sure. But, you know, you can just see a little bit of a difference. Awesome. And then I want to, uh, also, I want to get into your background a little bit. How did you get involved in rodeo and what has your journey through the sport looked like? Well, I grew up on a ranch in South Dakota, and so rodeo has been a part of my life since before I could walk. I had two older siblings that rodeoed, and we rode horses and, you know, on the ranch and in the rodeo arena from day one, basically. So I do have a very extensive rodeo background. Um, my dad rodeoed, my grandpa rodeoed, so I um, definitely was born into the sport, you could say, so I was very lucky to be to have, you know, a jump at a game, jump in the game at such such a young age. And so, I guess I I don't know, I guess we just grew up with the lifestyle and haven't looked back since. Awesome. And I think it's so cool that like you said with the addition of these pro rodeos having breakaway and so many more new opportunities in the last few years, there's a whole class of women who came back and picked up their ropes and like really went back to breakaway. So, what was your thought process through all of that? Were you surprised? Were you just, like, really ready for it? Um, I was a little surprised. Like, I I had been go- doing quite a bit of team roping for several years there because my husband's a team roper, so we had been just going to a lot of jackpots and stuff, and he had circuit rodeoed a little bit. And I remember when, I can't remember, it must have been Wolf Point was a close circuit rodeo to us at a breakaway that first year, and I was just shocked. I couldn't even believe it, you know, and, I, almost, I didn't even know if I should enter or not because it had been a while and I had baby at the time. So I'm like, well, might as well enter. And then that same year, I think Baker added it another good circuit rodeo. And then, there, yeah, they just kind of started popping up after that. And it's crazy because when I started entering, I mean, I would have never imagined this is where I would be in just a few short years later. I, I am still, when I step back and take a look at the grand scheme of things, it's still mind-blowing to me because breakaway roping was not my life at all that many years ago so it's pretty interesting actually and I guess like I said I'm pretty sure most of the reason why I'm out here is my horse and I wouldn't be trying to do this if I didn't have the horsepower under me so it's kind of been a journey that we've been on that's for sure awesome and I love the quote that is in your article with Julie where you said I don't feel like I wrote better than anyone else you just have to have the horsepower under you can you kind of expand on that well, I think, I mean, everybody out here ropes good or they wouldn't be out here going. And um, I just I just think that 
having a horse that scores good and can get you across the line and shut it down, I mean, it is just so important because literally everybody out here ropes well. And that's just, I mean, that's what they do. And it's going to be interesting, too, with Breakaway being where it is now, these younger girls that are literally going to be trying to get ready for the national finals of Breakaway from the time that they're six years old. I mean, I think our sport is going to just keep changing and changing. It's going to get faster and faster. The horsepower is going to get better and better. And I think we're just in the beginning stages of seeing how good it's really going to get. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, it has been so fun to watch. Even the girls that are coming up now, like Josie Connor and Addie Wheel and that rookie class this year has just been so salty. Yeah, I mean, and I think of the same thing, too. Like, had this been, if we would have had this opportunity when we were 18 and just starting college, I mean, my life could have looked a lot differently, too. You know, if you would have just hit the road from the time you were 18, it's just a, a roller coaster for sure. And I'm very, very thankful that my life is the way it is. I... I'm so happy that I was lucky enough to have a family at a young age, and we are just in it together, so it's very fun. Let's get into your season this year specifically. What would you say has been your favorite moment? And you can say winning Ellensburg. Um, (laughs) And what has been your lowest moment this year? Oh, man. Um, don't ask me that. Yes, winning, winning <laughs> Ellensburg yesterday was super fun. Like I said, I mean, it's one thing to win a rodeo, but for me to go win a three-head average, that was pretty exciting for me. Um, obviously, San Juan was right up there towards the top, too. Um, as far as the low, I guess I would have to say it's just, you know, the emotions that I see in my kids when I do have to drive away and they don't want me to. That That definitely is the worst part of it all. Um, I would say that the lows and the breakaway roping, I feel like I can handle a lot better. It's You just kind of keep an even, even tone through it all, and the highs and the lows, you just kind of ride as they come. But when you know you're affecting other people, that's definitely the worst part of it for me. Like when I had to leave last week and my first grader had to stay home to go to school, that was pretty tough. Aw. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> I don't have a good response except aw. <laughs> okay. So something that I have to ask everybody that comes on, um, and this can be roping, life, anything, what do you feel is the best advice that you've ever been given? I mean, I think it, I think the best advice that I've ever been given is really just to believe in yourself because we can't be out here on the road if you're second-guessing everything that you do. You have to believe in your program, believe in your practice, believe in your capability as a roper. I think that the mental game is huge out here on the road, and if you're not 100% confident in yourself when you nod your head, you might as well not be here. That is so good because the confidence, I feel like, especially in roping, is so huge. Yeah, and breakaway roping, I feel like especially, is so much muscle memory. And, I mean, it's such a fast event that I don't feel like you have a lot of time to, you know, change game plan mid-run. I mean, when you nod your head... You just have to have that run visualized in your mind, and you just, I mean, obviously you adapt if your calf goes left or right, but there's not a lot of time to break it down as you're going, so you just, when you nod your head, you pretty much need to be ready for it. So last year at the NFBR, you had the fastest time of the finals with a 1.7 second run, which is awesome on its own, but did you also have the whole family out there while you were in Vegas? So, yes, a lot of my family came out to Vegas. I had a pretty good cheering section, you could say. They cracked me up the whole week. Um, they were great. My All my kids got to come out, and 
I mean, I, I live in a small town and I grew up in a small town. I mean, small town, I'm talking like a couple hundred people each. So when you grow up in a community like that, you do feel like you have an enormous support system and it is just awesome. When you look up in the crowd and see not only family, but also a lot of friends up there, it's just an amazing feeling to know so many people are supporting you. Awesome. And then looking ahead, you've got Pialop this weekend. We don't know our draw yet, but are you psyched for that rodeo? Because I'm psyched to watch it at home. Yes, I am very excited to be a part of play, the playoff series this year. Last year, I did not get into Salinas, and it was very stressful watching it from home when I was on the bubble, so I am stoked to be in it this year, and I can't wait. I mean, Colorado Springs, I feel like, was somewhat of a similar setup, and that paid amazing, and so I feel like Pialop is going to be similar, and I can't wait. It's going to be a fun week. And then, are you entering pretty heavy the rest of the year, um, or just kind of where you can around the family? Yes, yeah, so my plan was to just kind of see how this these 10 days or so went out here in the Northwest, and I'll probably enter those ones that are down south at the end of the year, but I'm hoping that I can not, I'm, I'm hoping I can just stay home, but we'll see how everyone else does out here. Like I said, a lot of stuff can change in the next week or so. There's a lot of money left to win out here, so depending on how it finishes up out here, I'm hoping I can stay home the rest of September and go home and do some school stuff and you know, be a mom, but I guess if I need to, I will head down for Amarillo and Stephenville and Omaha, so we'll just play those by ear. Awesome, Joey. And is there anything that you feel like I missed today? I would just like to say thanks to my sponsors, Lone Star Ropes and Rock and Roll Denim and Horizon Marketing Agency. They've been very faithful to me, and I really appreciate that, and I'm just looking forward to finish out the rest of the year and, yeah, hopefully, hopefully be back in Vegas. That's the goal. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking to me again today, Joey. We will definitely be cheering you and baby on, and I cannot wait to see how the next month goes for you. Okay, well, thank you. See, I told you guys, that was just fun, easy listening, and it was a fun conversation for me to have, so I hope that you guys enjoyed it also. Now, make sure that you are keeping up with what is going on in Breakaway Roping Journal land. Okay, we've got Pialop coming up if you're listening to this episode right when it's released. That's going to shake things up in the world standings, and I'm going to be on the edge of my seat watching it. We also have Women in Rodeo Month going on all month long, which means we've got historical stories, record-breaking stories, just highlighting some of the best women in the industry since women got involved in rodeo. We teamed up with Barrel Racing Magazine and the Team Roping Journal, to bring Women in Rodeo Month to you guys. And it's just it's just cool content. Go check it out. Why am I still talking about it? And make sure you guys consider checking out Fastback Ropes as well because they've really got some great breakaway ropes and some new things on the horizon as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. If you are entered up, make sure you kick butt and have fun. And we'll be back soon.